Welcome to the Ali Shmuel Podcast. This is episode number three. I'm David Yitzchak Kornreich. We're up to the second introduction, part two. Last time we defined what Chavos HaYivarim are. Those were to elevate the physical body through mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are designed to infuse Kedusha into the body itself, transform the body from a physical, purely physical material being into a more spiritual being. That's the point of Chavos HaYivarim. And we define what Chavos HaLavavos are at least what they're based on. They're based on the uh, assumption that we can get in touch with the non-physical existence of our neshama. That essentially, we're a being that sees but is not seen. This aspect of ourselves which experiences the senses, experiences the world through our senses, but it's our conscious mind that's experiencing it. It's not a physical thing at all that's experiencing the senses, that's seeing the world, that's hearing the sounds. That's a, that's a, that's a non-physical uh, being. It's not a brain, it's a mind. And it animates our entire body, and keeps our body alive. That's what we call the neshama. This aspect of our non-physical selves can recognize and relate to a non-physical creator. This creator permeates all of existence, infuses it with life, moment by moment, it's in parallel, like we discussed the Gemara Brachos stuff, Yud Amidav, last time. Once you recognize that there's this non-physical being with a capital B and supports, sustains all existence, then we can build on this. We can form a relationship with this being, serve this being, just like parts of, a, you know, as, a, as, a, as a unified whole. Now we're going to try to put these two elements of Avodah Hashem, the Chobos Havos and the Chobos together. We said also last time that the real goal of existence, why we're here, is to reach that point where our physical body can become transparent and purify all the evil and allow it to project Kavit Shemayim, spiritualize the physical. And then there's this aspect of Avodos Hashem in general, that we serve Hashem with our neshamas, with our inner self. How do we harmonize these two elements, working on the physical body with physical mitzvahs and serving Hashem with our inner neshama? And what do we work on first? Those are the problems that we're going to be dealing with today. Revolba first clarifies that the Sefer is addressing a very particular type of Jew. Someone who is interested in building himself up from the foundations to the top floor. Working on his Vodas Hashem in a systematic manner. Not haphazard. Not catching this, catching that, getting a Hisaurus here, getting a Chizik there. Chizik seems to have been playing an outsized role in our firm society today. I'm just doing it as an aside, I'm commenting. We have so many stories and biographies, and, and it's a constant stream that's supplying us the sense of, wow, this impressive you know, impact. That's what it's about, making an impact on people. All the popular speakers you hear about are popular because they are giving the audience like a, a nice feeling, a good feeling of, ah, oh, it's great to be a Jew. This is an uplifting, inspiring type of idea. But then the talk is over. It's a temporary feeling. And you have to get it pumped up again and again to keep the person inspired with the Zidaskite. Nothing internal is changing when you just are grabbing at chizik, it's, you know, grasping for chizik. This safer is not about giving chizik. It's not about getting a wow. It's about building yourself. You need to, and to build yourself, you have to first see the big picture. This is what we're doing now. We're seeing the vision of what a Ben Torah has to become at the end of the day. 
So we have to ask ourselves, how do we get from here to there? So when Revolvers asks this question, he, he really says, the first priority of Avodah Hashem has to be working on developing that tangible awareness that we have an inner non-physical self. That's really the basis for everything. First exercise, says Revolvers, try to imagine yourself doing a mitzvah completely for Hashem alone. He is the only audience, even though he's not visible. Remove any benefit that you might try to get from somebody watching you do a mitzvah. You know, any social approval or admiration. You're doing it to impress people. Get used to the feeling that it's the only thing that matters is that Hashem is seeing you. Personally, I know it sounds a little extreme, but I like to daydream sometimes about what it would like for me as a Jew to be stranded alone on the desert island and live there till I die. What would my tefillahs look like? What would my davening look like? What would my learning look like? What would my Shabbos look like? Would I try to have a Shabbos meal with Zmiros? Who would I be singing to? Myself? That puts me, that makes me focus on why I'm doing mitzvahs, why I'm keeping Yiddishkeit. I think the only way you can survive in such a situation on a desert island completely isolated is to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu, because there's nobody else to connect to. And then your Ruchnius comes out. It's just you and Hashem together on this island. And then you for sure know that you're, that you're a spiritual being connecting to another spiritual being. And then all your mitzvahs are just for Hashem. That would, that would be a very uh, drastic way to, to put this concept into focus. Revolva says, once you enter the state of mind where Ruchnius is a clear reality, then that can filter then to your physical mitzvahs. Then your mitzvahs can do what they're designed to do, transform your physical body to allow it to reflect ruchnius. Without that element of the deep imuna and the reality of your non-physical being, your non-physical essence, the mitzvahs that we do with our body would just be mechanical. It's just, it's just limbs and muscles and ligaments doing stuff, and it won't be elevated to any higher level. So this principle, that only a physical mitzvah that's done with an awareness of ruchnius will have a real impact on the body, that's going to be the background for a passage in the Chavos Avos. Volva quotes a passage in Shar B'Tachon Parat Dalit. And he says here the following, Habar Yisbarach Gomel al-Hamaisa hanira al-Evarim b'Gemul nira b'Olam Hazeh. Says that when you do mice that are apparent to the and they're by the limbs, then the reward for those mitzvahs are also apparent in this world. Mitzvahs that are done by the internal self, the hidden self, then the reward is also going to be hidden and not physical. Continues the Chavos Lavos. Alkein zoch zichro David al v'sham b'mila. Shemora al Hainan Kamushamar, Marav Tuvcha Ashitzafantilariacho. That's the end of the quote. So Rabba's puzzled, Tarachiyan. I thought we said Mitzvah Bahayal Muleka, the Gemara in Kedushin has a case of a person who's told his son to go up to do Shulakhakan on the ladder and he falls and he dies, and the Gemara says, Well, the Torah says, Arachtu Yamim, it's Yom Shakula Aruch. There is no physical 
reward for physical mitzvahs. Shalach HaKan is a very physical mitzvah. So what's the chalos that I was talking about? That mitzvahs that you do with your body, the reward is in the physical world. The Lord answers that the chalos is talking about someone who is not connecting to his nesham, who is not doing the mitzvahs with his neshama present. So it's just an empty mechanical act. Once your mitzvah is devoid of any heart, without any belief that what you're doing is making the body more spiritual, then it's a dry mycin. It can only be rewarded in a physical way. But what we're talking about is merging the two, merging the mitzvah with an inner essence, with a, with a lave. And now comes another quote that Revolve is quoting from Ibn Ezra. There's an Ibn Ezra which says, People who are empty-headed, says Ibn Ezra, wonder what was Moshe Bina doing in Shemayim for so long, 40 years, 40 days, 40 nights. Says Ibn Ezra, Ibn Ezra says, these people, if they would be there in Shemayim with Hashem for 40 years, or double, double the years, 80 years, you still wouldn't be able to know even a, even a fraction of the thousands of Maisei Hashem and Hashem's Drachim and the sod of all the mitzvahs that he commanded. They think, these empty heads think that just doing the physical, mechanical act, that's the ikr. And it's not true. Rak says the Ibn Ezra. It's the heart with the maisa. It's the heart with the tongue to, to accustom it and to train it. That's what the Pasuk says. It's in your mouth and in your heart to do them. Together. That the shorish of all the mitzvahs, says Ibn Ezra, is to get to love Hashem with all your nefesh and to connect to Him. So, now Revolta explains. It seems clear that the mistake of these reiki moch, these empty heads, is the notion that the essence of the Torah is just the mitzvahs that we do with our bodies. And Rosh Hashanah could have learned those technical, you know, Techniques of what mitzvahs are in a short time. And what's the answer that the Ibn Ezra gives? The essence of the Torah is the heart and the Misa together. But what is it that this heart does? What is it that it, how could that justify so so much time to be on her Sinai? What's the answer the Ibn Ezra really boiled down to? Rabbi says that the truth is that the human heart is infinite. Once the human heart enters the picture of your Torah and your mitzvahs, there's no limit to how much you can pour into your Avodah Hashem. The human heart, certainly Moshe Rabbeinu's heart, doesn't have any limitations. You can spend years and years immersed in Torah mitzvahs, even the most mechanical dry mitzvah, and never reach a point where you say it's enough. You're full. The mitzvah, the lev, has infinite capacity for depth. For example, when a person keeps Shabbos and his heart is engaged, what comes out of that Shabbos is the entire Masech Shabbos. Every Molacha is another realm for the mind to explore and investigate and define exactly what's an Av, what's a Tolda, 
how we interact, how we go through regular life with all these malachas, keeping away from them. What's a shvus? When is the shvus applicable? When is xera applicable? When is the takana applicable? Your whole Shabbos day becomes you're racing in your mind about Hilcha Shabbos. It just takes over your whole mind. It's not just doing this and doing that, not doing this, not doing that. Your whole heart is engaged. And the same is true for every one of the 613 mitzvahs. Each one is its own world that you can immerse your mind in. And this is, a, this is what transforms our, our Vodas Hashem in every aspect. If you learn the halachos, not just, I'm saying, Mishnah Bura, learn halachos through the sugya. You can make the sugya come alive, and then you make the mitzvah come alive after you've learned the sugya. That's why it's so important to learn Mesechus Brachos, Mesechus Sukkah, Mesechus Psachim. Then you go through the Yom Tov, you go through the Shabbos, you go through your davening, you, and it's a whole different experience because you're aware of all the depth and all the intricacies and all the different ideas and concepts that are being expressed by, by, those, yom, by those mitzvahs. It's a whole world. And this is how we explain the Chavos Abbas that we mentioned last time. When you put your lev into those mitzvahs maisios, those Chavos Ha'ivarim, you turn your physical actions and your physical body into a vehicle of Kavod Shemayim. It reflects Ruchnius. This is the point. So it's obvious that the ideal place to start is to build up your experience of Ruchnius, to build up that lev that recognizes it's, it's not physical. And then you imbue that non-physical experience into everything you do. And it can elevate it. But Revolba asks, where do we start? We're not so connected to our Pneumius. We're not so connected to Ruchnius as being just as real as, as, as Gashvius. So Revolba, this is, a, this is incredible what Revolba does here. It's, an, it's indicative of the whole Sefer. He's a great Balmuser, but he's for our generation. Because he knows that we're at a disadvantage. We can't just start working at ourselves in the place that would be the most ideal. Revolba realizes we can't ignore our reality and pretend we're on this high level and we can start working on Canemius straight away. We have to work at where we're at. So Revolba says it's clear we have to begin focusing on fulfilling mitzvahs, but not mechanically. It's with precision, with diktuk mitzvahs, he says. Revolba emphasizes that when we focus on our avodos ha'ivarim, it's with a diktuk b'mitzvahs. That's how you start the process of getting into lev, getting into ruchnius. Because even though we can't jump into the deepest part of our lev right away, but getting into the diktuk of mitzvahs makes our minds start working, right? We start analyzing what we're doing. Are we yotze this sheet though? Are we careful about that issue? Are we careful about this inyan? Once we're immersed in the details of mitzvah intellectually, this can be a building block, this can be a, a springboard to then put more lev into what we're doing. But we never do it mechanically. It's not the issue. The issue is that you just keep doing the mitzvahs mechanically and eventually you get lev. Nothing happens eventually like that. You start with putting the, the most accessible part of lev, analytical thinking, halachic thinking, and then you can build from there to more panemistic thinking. And, and then we can eventually 
come back to the lev and then put the lev back into the mitzvah, the full lev. Volba says, we can see these two tracks from the two parshas of Kriyashma. The first parsha of Kriyashma has V'haftas Hashem Elokecha, but first of all, it's Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad, that's Achtas Hashem, which then plugs into the heart, V'haftas Hashem Elokecha B'chol Elokecha, B'chol Nafshecha, which is all Lev, you know, you're straight there in the Lev, and then the Torah comes alive, V'shinantim L'vanech, V'dibar T'bam, M'shiv T'chobet V'esech, L'adam T'chobet Derech, you're always a Mishter in Torah. And in such an intense experience of your Pneumius, where you're constantly immersed in Hashem's word and Hashem's and loving Hashem, then the then the mitzvahs that you do are imbued with that high level of of lev, that high level of pneumius. That's the ideal. That's the derech That's that's really the way it should be. But then we have the second part of Things aren't so ideal, right? Talks about Penyiftilavavchem, Vesartem, Vavartem, Hemachayim, Rishtachabisimah. Person's in Gullus, person, his life has been um, captured, it's been distracted, it's been ensnared by all these temptations to worship things of no value, and we're punished with Gullus, we're put in exile. So we're starting from a very low level. Our life isn't accessible because it's been, it's been uh, seduced. So this generation has to try a new approach, Revolva says. The way forward is putting effort in the precision of mitzvahs first. That's why the first thing comes is tefillin, mitzvahs ma'asios. You work on that with tiktokal mitzvahs, you learn Torah. And then Torah then becomes an, an all-encompassing engagement. Then you can learn Torah all the time, you're fully engaged, but it starts with being dedicated to the mitzvah, being dedicated to tefillin, putting all the effort in dictated the mitzvahs. Then you get to a non-stop connection with the Torah, where your heart is now completely on board. Once you have to that level of panemis in your life, then we go back to the physical mitzvah of mezuzah. That's how the parsha finishes. Then you can have your life again imbue your physical meisim with that Ruchmias. And as a result, Revolba says this Lorraine line, Kimi Hashemayim al encapsulates the entire idea. Shemayim v'aretz put together. Live in your actions, your inner life and your physical body. That's the goal of our existence, to imbue our physical body with that Shemayim. And the reward is also that you will elevate the that the Shemaim is infused into the arts and the arts is transformed, the arts is elevated and becomes more spiritual. That's, that's how we can get to that final tachlis of existence, even starting at a lower level, even starting at that state where our, our leave is far from us. Okay, that'll cover it for today. We'll, we'll see you next time.